0: Why they're about to get more expensive. Uh, just want to say up front that it, it, if you've been following this podcast and you know about me, understand I I do you know mechanical repair and maintenance on on BMWs. I, I am not a body and paint person. Uh, I've never worked in a body or paint shop. Uh, you know I've got obviously some knowledge from just sort of uh, osmosis so to speak as far as. Um, you know, uh, work that it takes to require to do body and paint work. But I certainly am not a, a seasoned pro in that regard. The reason I decided to do this particular podcast is this is going to be from an article that I that I got through a trade magazine. But I, I think it's um, it it helps. You know, by by you doing this, and if you listen to it, I think you're going to pick up on a lot of stuff that. A lot of people don't realize that either has been changing or will change in regards to what it takes to actually do pot, body and paint work. It's gotten a lot more complicated, and the article will talk about that. So I'm really just trying to, uh, you know, give you some information do you have, so you have a better appreciation of what it takes to be able to uh, do body and paint work on cars today. So um, this article is from a, a, a uh, Uh, magazine called uh, Vehicle Service Pros. The author is Dave Brinkley, so I want to give him credit on that. Um, Also, if you want to, there's something that will come up in the article talking about ADAS, which is Advanced Driver Assistance Systems. If you want to get more information about that specifically, I've previously done a podcast. It's episode number 131. It's called ADAS Calibrations. And again, that's going to be talking more about um, you know that part of the repair process, in regards to bodywork and stuff, is some of what the ex- extra expense is going to be is recalibrating the ADAS system. So that's kind of a whole nother uh, issue, but of course it does unfortunately increase the cost of uh, the total repair in regards to your car. Uh, and it's not necessarily just uh, while doing body work, too. I mean, you could have an a, a alignment done on your car, and if if any of the sensors or the cameras or anything in the ADAS system have to be recalibrated, not only does the shop have to have the proper equipment and training to do it, but uh, you're going to be paying more for that alignment. So, anyway, food for thought. Um, just a real quick couple commercials, so to speak. If you want to get a hold of me via email, it's uh, bkpodcast5 at gmail.com also i am on linkedin under brad kyle's motorworks podcast and you can find me there Um, and if you go to uh, the main distributor of this podcast which is podbean.com and do a search for brad kyle's motorworks podcast upper right hand corner of the main page of that you'll see a, a link for become a patron and if you want to help, you know, either donate or subscribe to the podcast, I'd appreciate it. I'm asking for five dollars a month. You can do less. You can do more. Uh, but one of the advantages is that it opens up. There's about twelve to fourteen podcasts I've done previously that are only available through subscription. And the ones that I picked, uh, and the reason for uh, for those particular ones, is that if you you know take to heart what I talk about in those particular podcasts and apply it to your automotive life uh... you can save yourself uh... thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars and hopefully reduce some frustration in your automotive ownership life so, uh... i think they were you know pretty important and i think there's some good information on those so anyway let's get back to this one uh... this one is again called uh... repair this is repair replace procedures it's a new day and way Research is the driving force behind the decision to repair or replace. And, again, this, uh, just real quick, this this is uh, this article is kind of really written more towards the repair technician and or body shop owner, okay? So just keep in mind that that's what this article, that's who they're kind of uh, writing it for. But that's not to say that just you as the consumer or the automotive uh, uh, enthusiast um it's certainly good to know this information if you're so inclined. So anyway, uh, procedures can mean many things in today's collision repair facility. We can and should have SOPs, which means standard operating procedures, in various shop areas. SOPs can standardize the operations so that quality is more consistent and efficiency is improved. While those are not While those are not our discussion topics, it's essential to separate those from repair or replacement procedures when focused on vehicle repair. There are many reasons to follow current repair-replace procedures on today's vehicles, and we will cover those as we go along. It's time for a change. Repair-replacement procedures have been around for as long as cars have been. What is different today is that we must use them for every vehicle we have in the shop. Should we have been using them regularly all along probably but as a rule we didn't because the metals tools and techniques were similar as an industry we had used the one-size-fits-all mindset and replaced the rear body panel in a Mustang Accord Malibu Camry or Sentra using the same welder tools and thought process as the construction structural materials were all mostly mild steel and they were replaced similarly but those days are over If you do not research and implement following current procedures specific to that vehicle at that time, you have much catching up to do. Change needs to happen now. If your shop uses current procedures, this will measure your processes and possibly expand them while improving your accuracy. Why it's important to use current repair procedures. There are many benefits of using current procedures specific to the vehicle you have in the shop. Beyond some of the apparent reasons involving liability are those of efficiency. Employee retention and recruitment may even improve. For some time, we typically would assess the damage, even if just briefly, and hopefully retrieve the procedures for replacement. I'll give an example. You may look briefly look over that vehicle recently brought to your shop and determine the quarter panel needs to be replaced. Let's assume it's torn, ripped about midway up. There is no probable damage to the outer wheelhouse or anything else for that matter. For this discussion, let's assume the vehicle was slowly backed into by a large flatbed truck in a parking lot and the rear corner of the bed ripped open the quarter panel like a giant can opener. Easy enough, right? Replace the quarter panel, blend the rear door, trunk lid and rear bumper cover and so on. But you are trying to stay current, so you go into your trusty computer and pull up the quarter panel replacement procedures. At this point, you have already failed the test. It is not that you are entirely wrong, you will need those specific procedures. The problem is the mindset. There should be a whole host of research done long before you get to that point get to that replacement procedure for that panel. I would recommend that research be performed before you ever really think about that quarter panel. When a simple repair is anything but There is not enough room to cover every aspect of what may seem like a simple repair. Unfortunately, I will only be able to go over at a high level what should be considered first. The critical point would be to shift how you approach that repair scenario in your thought process. The research that needs to be done should begin before any disassembly occurs. This is where there may be a considerable change in the process. In the recent past, we would mostly disassemble a vehicle and then look up procedures documentation to support our repair plan my notion is that performing research first will better, better guide your repair plan blueprint and prove its improve its accuracy i will go so far as to say there should not be a screw turned or a clip removed on that vehicle until the procedures are in hand you may be thinking how am i going to know what procedures i need before i disassemble the vehicle The answer is you are probably partially correct. It may be true that you will be doing research and documentation gathering during and after disassembly, but you must at the very least first research, obtain some documentation even before disassembly begins. I will give a few examples. Any ADAS, construction structural materials, and most importantly, safety related concerns such as battery disconnect procedures should be sourced before touching the vehicle. There could be more things to consider researching, but as mentioned before, I'm just going to provide an overview of what needs to be obtained relative to the vehicle you are working on. I cannot cover everything as there are too many different vehicle systems today. Procedures are at the top of the industry's most improved list, but they're also the most changed. We all know change has come and shows no signs of slowing down soon. Procedures are in the top portion of our industry's most improved list. More vehicle manufacturers are doing a better job of providing the information we need to repair today's vehicles. It's in their best interest to have the cars they design and sell to be appropriately repaired regardless of who is performing the repairs. Occupant safety during a collision is a top concern and should drive our desire to repair vehicles that performed as designed in a subsequent crash. Aside from being more available, procedures are also in the top section of our industry's most changed list. We have so many changes in vehicle materials, construction methods, and added safety comfort features. We also have different procedures for many aspects. Knowing how an ADAS function may be affected as a result of just removing a part component for a related repair should drive the research component of repair planning at the very beginning phase. That is just the start of the concerns before working on a vehicle. We'll touch on more concerns as we go begin with safety identify high voltage hazards starting with safety in mind any vehicle you may encounter with a high voltage system such as a hybrid or a battery electric should have research done before precautions on disabling or general handling also please know that vehicles with an electrical system above the standard 12 volt system will be more common as we move forward we should all know that orange is the typical color used for high voltage wiring and other components I feel confident that most realize the standard 12 volt system used in almost every vehicle up to today typically have black and red as the primary colors used in those systems for negative ground and positive respectively. It's important to realize there have been and will continue to be vehicles built with a system above the typical 12 volt rating but not quite considered a high voltage system. Those vehicles may use various colors for the wiring and components in those systems. As of late, blue and yellow have been common, but it's anyone's guess as to what the future holds. Also worth noting is that these vehicles typically don't have much in the way of badging to, to raise awareness, such as BEV, which means battery electric vehicle, HEV, which is hybrid electric vehicle, FCEV, which is fuel cell electric vehicle, or PHEV, which is plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, may have. The need to research before touching the vehicle begins is the important takeaway here. If you find yourself near a vehicle and see large battery cables, size wiring that is not black or red, I would back away and do some research before proceeding. Address safety and calibration requirements on the repair plan once you have determined what systems the vehicle has those safety and calibration requirements can be addressed on the initial estimate repair order or work order as you may call it it is easier to address such things at the beginning versus scrambling midway or at completion this is a crucial topic i can't stress enough how important proper research is at the beginning it takes a lot longer to form a repair scenario than it ever has in past days If you've been in this industry for a reasonable amount of time I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. The days of taking 20 minutes to write an estimate are all but gone in most cases. I see our industry reaching closer to days versus hours for proper diagnosis and research when developing a repair plan. All of the aspects mentioned above need to be understood by all parties involved in a repair regardless of it being shop ownership, insurance personnel, technicians or even the vehicle owner themselves education is the key here we cannot expect our industry to function as it did 20 years ago there are way too many differences in these vehicles repair procedures and the advancement of safety convenience features to determine the proper collision repair process quickly research takes time repair or replace Once we determine the vehicle is safe to approach and dismantle, we must complete another aspect of the research before disassembly begins. The short version of the next question is, what type of materials are we working with and what is allowed? That question will grow to be quite involved but must be asked before we consider repair or replace scenarios. Our industry has a long history of battling repair versus replacement of a part or panel. I'm happy to report that as we move forward a lot of these dilemmas will be solved by the vehicle manufacturers. We all know there are a lot of talented craftspeople in our industry who have the capability of repairing parts panels that most outside of the industry would be very impressed to witness in person. The problem with having a history like that and the ability to do amazing things is that it can often lead to a situation where something is repaired when it should have been replaced. When considering repairability, straightening of a part or panel, we must focus on subsequent collisions and the whys behind the manufacturer's procedures guidelines. Research is the driving force behind repair versus replace. The most important takeaway is that research will be the driving force behind repairing that vehicle at your shop. There is a lot to learn before the pin hits the paper, hence my prior notion that the 20-minute Estimate days are over. The construction structural material documentation and the general guidelines will determine if the repair or replace question is even valid. We already see less repairability when it comes to structural parts, meaning a replace-only description will be more common when it comes to damage to some advanced steels. The question mentioned above are not typically answered in the specific procedure for that part panel. So what would we need today for that simple quarter panel replacement we covered earlier? We will say no supplemental restraint system, airbags, or seatbelts are deployed. We already covered the ADAS, uh, structural construction materials, and battery SRS system disconnect related documentation, but we'll, we'll include them here as well so you can see the scope of the list. A basic checklist. I will give you a basic list to start assuming it's not a hybrid electric vehicle or has anything about a standard excuse me has anything above a standard 12 volt system supplemental restraint system enable disable repairs inspections required after collision guidelines including seatbelt inspections etc battery disconnect procedures electronic components reset construction structural materials diagram material repairability matrix Welding guidelines machine setup, body panel gap tolerance guidelines, welding symbols explanation, welding bonding guidelines, corrosion protection guidelines, body sealant procedures, undercoating guidelines, body dimensions opening measurements, soundproofing insulation foam guidelines or procedures, steering alignment measurements calibrations, scanning pre-post and ADAS inspections calibrations if applicable, got all those printed yet? If you do, and that may not be all inclusive depending on what you're doing. remember this is just a basic corner panel only replacement. I'm getting a little bit off script here, but uh, I even like I the reason I'm doing this podcast, this particular one is even I as I was reading this, were going like, oh my God, okay the amount of work that body shops have to do now, to be to do safe proper reliable dependable good quality repairs or replacement has become unbelievable okay Uh, I I hope this is eye-opening for you let's continue now you can print those panel replacement procedures you've been after you should have a book to place them in already if you are researching any inner structure unicide frame rail or such expect that book to be much thicker I purposefully listed some of the basic needed for a simple panel replacement it's also important to note that even though there was no airbag deployment in our example there there very well may be specific and lengthy inspections of that system and related components the discovery phase before beginning any repairs measurements of the body frame and steering alignment diagnosis should be part of the discovery phase I get a challenged a lot on why measurements and wheel alignment should be early in the process. My answer typically centers around the we don't know what we don't know cliche. Unless you're diagnosed, measure and align, how do you know? I can look at a hood and probably tell you if it's damaged or not. I cannot, I cannot look at steering suspension systems or a structure and tell you if it's within specification. I'm not that talented. I have met several brilliant people in this industry. They are not that talented either. I think you get my point. Now that you have that stack of procedures guidelines, they must remain with the vehicle and be followed accordingly. Sounds simple, right? In your shop, I hope it is. But I often see technicians not taking the time to read and understand what has been given to them. I'm one of the biggest advocates for technicians you will meet, but I'm also a straight shooter. Technicians need to take more time to understand and implement the correct process for that particular repair. When they do, you should see an overall improvement in your shop's performance. Technicians should realize that if administrative staff are doing their due diligence in procedure research, they are equipping that technician, technician to do a safe and proper repair to that vehicle. The owner of that car, truck, or SUV deserves that commitment. If a third-party payer is involved, they also need to understand that this is needed for the repairs to be performed properly and there is a cost associated with this process. Most automakers have subscription capabilities for their repair manuals, which is not a cost of doing business. It is the best way to obtain current information. The time it takes to do research is another consideration. Document your findings. File documentation is yet another consideration for a collision repair center. The storage of that particular repair information is something the shop should consider. I suggest you refer to your legal counselor for their advice on that matter. You will need to determine a storage method, whether virtual, hard copy, electronic, or a combination of those methods. We all should know by now that the status quo is no more. We hear a lot about change. I will tell you that it has already happened on this front there is no more one-size-fits-all there is no more I did that same repair last month there is no more I've been doing this for X number of years it is that realization that should drive the change this industry deserves it will take all parties involved to have a successful outcome there will be there will need to be sweeping changes in expectations we've conceded to in the past it is the only way to provide a safe and quality quality repair that will endure the test of time and more importantly perform its design in a subsequent collision. It's a new day and a new way, not a choice. actually, that day was yesterday. So that's the end of this one and like i say if um you know if nothing else if uh, if you're having car repairs or I should say body shop and paint repairs done or even in the, in the future. Um, you know, because of the different materials used, and like what he was talking about, uh, having to do all this research so to to keep the technicians safe, and do a proper repair, and and again, they have to be concerned with doing it properly so that the car responds the way it should in any future crash that that the car may be involved in, and and that you, as an occupant of the car, may be involved in. Okay, so. I hope you found it interesting. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. Uh, you know, I suppose not everybody's going to listen to that one, but uh, I thought it was really good information. It was pretty eye-opening for me. Again, I I, I don't do body or paint work, so uh, it was all kind of new information for me somewhat. So I hope you found it interesting. Uh, again, if uh, email-wise, if you want to get a hold of me, it's bkpodcast5 at com. And again, I'm also on LinkedIn. I hope you have a, thank you again for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.